We're going to pursue what God is saying this morning. We're going to pursue what God is saying and God is doing this morning. You'll never get something if you don't pursue it. Every guy here that is married pursued your lovely bride. Guys, that's a good spot to say, yeah, you're, 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 I mean, if you, if you want some points, ding, 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 that's where you say, amen, I pursued, she just didn't fall on my lap, I pursued her, and the same way in the spiritual realm, there are things that you have to do to, you can't, there are things in God that you actually have to press in to get to. And I believe there's a prophetic word this morning, and we're going to press into it, and we're going to pursue it. Yesterday when I came to the office, um, I had my thoughts for the sermon, and I came into the office, and it was amazing. We have worship music playing 24 hours a day in this room, and we have it in our office. And we just believe in in having an atmosphere of worship 24-7 at Solid Rock. So I sat down, and, and... Sometimes I can hear that music and other times I can't. And I started to study. I sat down and a song just came on. And it's a song we've sung before. But that song was um, from Elevation. And it was a song about, um, I hear the sound of rain. And it just, in a a millisecond, God said, it's going to rain. And I've learned in my life as a believer, and I've learned as I've ministered more and more, I've learned that when God speaks, sometimes he just takes a millisecond to speak, and it is as clear as can be. And so I jumped on that word, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to put my notes aside, and I'm just going to look at this illustration and see it. And it just started to open up for me. And then God bless Pastor Daniel. I, I shared with him as he left, because he was here with Brad doing some, lo- uh, some uh, landscaping. By the way, if you can help do landscaping, see Pastor Daniel. Almost every Saturday he comes, and I don't ask him. And if it was up to me, the grass would be this high. But Pastor Daniel, he cares about how the facility looks. And so I want to ask you, don't just, some of you say, what can I do? Pick up a lawnmower, pick up your phone, and call Pastor Daniel. Okay? Come on. Let's take pride in this facility. Anyways, Pastor Daniel, I, I digress, as some people would say. Pastor Daniel came into my office and I just said, I believe God's given me a, a, a word. And I just said, I, I feel it's, it's going to rain. And he says, sounds great. Develop it. <laughs> and then he walks out. And it's like, thank you very much. So I'd like you to turn to 1 Kings chapter 17. And as you're turning there, I'm going to pray something to happen to you. Heavenly Father... I pray that our eyes would be open to see, our ears would be open to hear, and our hearts would be open to receive what you have to say today. 
And Lord, I submit myself to you as a vessel, and I ask that you would flow through me now in your name. Amen. A few weeks ago, I preached on pursuit, and I, I preached on the passage where Jarius came to Jesus and said, heal my daughter, and then Jesus said, sure, I'll come. And on the way to healing his daughter, another miracle happened. The lady with the issue of blood touched him. And what I found interesting was sometimes in the course of life, God may say something or a miracle may happen or a word might be said, but in the process of time, before that actually happens, there's other opportunities for miracles. And sometimes we say, no, this is the one word and it's going to happen and it's going to happen now. And what happens is the time between there when it's said to when it happens, if we're not careful, we can waste that time and we can miss out what God is going to do. And so I find this interesting. First Kings chapter 17 a similar thing, Elijah the Tishbite of Tishbe, where else would he be, in Gilead, said to Ahab, and listen to this, I find this amazing too. This is what he said. As the Lord lives, as the Lord God of Israel lives, before whom I stand, there shall be neither dew nor rain these years except by my word. If you read this, it does not say that God told him to say that. Now, maybe God did, but in the text, God, it does not say God told me. So I want you to get something here because sometimes your power of what you speak is phenomenal. And today, I'm going to speak some things, and you're going to say, well, God, did God tell you? I'm, a, I'm one of his ambassadors. So I'm going to speak some things to you today that are going to rattle your cage. And you better get, if, if you want to grab and hold on to me, you say, well, is there spiritual uh, license to do that? I believe there is. As an ambassador of the king, I speak. I represent the king and what is in heaven and he wants on earth. And so I'm going to start declaring what he wants on, in heaven on earth. So Elijah stands up there and he just says, except by my word, it's not going to rain. Then you get him running to the widow of Zareph because he said it. <laughs> then a drought happens. You know, sometimes the words you say aren't just for somebody else, but they also will affect you. If you pray a blessing over somebody and they get blessed, enjoy that blessing with them. Don't sit there and go, why are they blessed and cripe and complain when you're the one that actually said God's going to bless you? So Chris, God's going to bless you phenomenally, amazingly, and you're going to see things that you've never seen before, and you know what? I'm going to stand here, and I'm going to cheer you on, and I will not get jealous of your goodness. Come on, can we celebrate when somebody else succeeds beyond what maybe I would succeed? I, I got to stay on point here because I've got 22 minutes left. So anyways, he runs the, the widow of Zarephath, and he gets taken care of. Then I want you to, 
to go, we're just skipping down to chapter 18, verse 1. 18 is right after 17. After many days, the word of the Lord came to Elijah in the third year. Third year. Three years. Man, we haven't had rain here for maybe three weeks. And our grass was like golden brown. Can you imagine? Three years. The word of the Lord. So here God speaking to him. Came to Elijah in the third year saying, and listen to this. He says, go show yourself to Ahab and I'm going to send rain on the earth. So God's now speaking to Ahab and he says, uh, to Elijah and he says, go see Ahab. I'm going to send rain on the earth. So, three years ago, Elijah says, it's not going to rain until I speak it. And he tells Ahab that. Three years pass by and there's documentation of that three years. God then says three years later, now I want you to go speak to him and tell him it's going to rain. I find this interesting because here's a process of time. So Ahab is running around trying to find space for his flocks and food and he sends a guy named Obadiah and he sends him and they split apart and they say let's go find some spot where because it's so much famine we need to eat and we need our animals. And Obadiah was a God-fearing man. If you read in, in, in the chapter, he actually took and he hid people because believers at that time, men and women who trusted God, were being persecuted by Ahab's wife. And Obadiah hid some of them, but he was also quite favored by King Ahab. So they split apart, and Elijah comes to Obadiah and he says, Hey, I need to see the king. And Obadiah, I can imagine Obadiah, he goes, listen, don't play games with me. Because other people have gone looking for you, and they can't find you, and then they tell the king, and the king kills them. He says, so, I love you, dude, but I ain't going to be your messenger. Because I got a future. And he says, no, go tell him. Now, what is the message that Ahab supposed to, uh, Elijah is supposed to give to Ahab? It's going to rain. That's what God tells him to tell him. Elijah goes to Ahab. Ahab's told that Elijah's coming. And the first thing that comes out of Ahab's mouth is, why are you the guy that troubles Israel? And, and Elijah's here to give him some good news. He's here to say, hey, it's going to rain. But Elijah hears this unceremonial welcome. Why are you the guy that troubles Israel? And I just found this is interesting. Elijah says, you know what, Ahab? You get those crazy people who worship Baal, and you get the other guys that worship another god, and bring them up to Mount Carmel, and we're going to see who's the real god. That was not in the script. That was not in the original plan. What I want you to see is sometimes when God says a word, and when it happens, is a space called time. Do you remember that graphic last year when we were looking at the process? And we had a graphic, and, and, and 
I design a process and it's from here to there and it's as easy as can be and it's nice and yet the process there's gaps there's valleys there's tight ropes there's water there's there's all these things and and there's children and there's there's other things that get in the way of getting to that process but it's in that spirit of time in that sphere of time where you don't lose track of what God's doing Because I'll tell you, sometimes God will do more than just what he says the first time in that space. So anyways, we have this amazing thing of the Mount Carmel. Carmel. I remember Pastor Nelson preached this sermon once. And and it was amazing. He preached on this. and, and, And if you read the passage, Elijah, you know, he's he's telling the poor water, uh actually he's He's, uh, um, he's kind of uh, dishing them, the, the prophets, and, he, and he's kind of playing the game with them. And he says, hey, you're God. Maybe he's away on holidays. Maybe you're God. Why, say a little louder. Maybe he's got stuff in his ears. Talk to him. And, and, and then the, Elijah even says if he's asleep, and there was a gentleman in the church asleep in the back row. <laughs> and I remember this day. And I watch every time. There's nobody asleep in the back row. But there was that Sunday, and Pastor Nelson, he gets to that part, and he goes, hey, you in the back row, wake up. And all of a sudden, the guy woke up. And he was just sharing what the Word of God said. So Elijah is saying all this, and then what he does is he shows the supernatural power of God. He pours water over the offering, and God consumes it. That happens in the mid part of chapter 18. And then if you can move all the way down to verse 41, after that, Elijah brought all them down to the brook and he slaughtered them. All those guys, like, wow. Verse 41, and Elijah said to Ahab, and can you imagine the thought process? He just killed 450 plus or minus another 400, so maybe in the neighborhood of 850 people that were not worshiping God, that were worshiping other idols and leading that nation away from God. Can you imagine Ahab? And he says, well, you know, can you imagine the, 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 the conversation at the water cooler? Elijah. And he says, well, listen, man, I was here to tell you it was going to rain, but you kind of poked the tiger. You called me the troubler of Israel, and because of that, I just felt an unction inside of me to say, let's have a duel. <laughs> me against 850. And we'll see who got, like, like I wasn't going to do that. I was here to tell you it was going to rain, but you poked me. That's why I don't poke on Facebook. And <laughs> so anyways, Elijah says to Ahab, go up, eat and drink. For there is a sound of the rushing of rain. Three years. So I'm just going to read these passages and then I want to break this down for you very quickly. So Ahab, Ahab went up to eat and drink and Elijah went up to the Mount of Carmel and he bowed himself down on the earth and put his face between his knees. And he said to his servant, go up now, look towards the sea. And he went up and looked and said, there's nothing Look at somebody and say, there's nothing. 
And you say, well, I've never, I'm sure you've said that to somebody. There's nothing. There ain't anything. Just look again. Nothing. Seven times. I don't know about you, but after two or three, it's kind of like, there's nothing. What part of nothing don't you understand? Go again. There's nothing. But when you're convinced by God that there's something, then nothing turns into something. And what Elijah was doing was he was speaking into existence something that was not there. And I'm here to tell you that you may say there's nothing. I'm here to say there's something. And you might come to me six times and I'll tell you a seventh time. Go back and look because there's something. And his servant does it and he comes back and he says, there's something. The size of a fist. Behold, a little cloud like a man's hand is rising from the sea. And he said, go up and say to Ahab, prepare your chariot and go down, lest the rain stop you. And in a little while, and in a little while the heavens grew black with clouds and wind, and there was a great rain. And Ahab rode and went to Jezreel. And the hand of the Lord was on Elijah, and he gathered up his garment and ran before Ahab to the entrance of Jezreel. And by the way, some people say that's in the neighborhood of 25 miles. Other people say 10 miles. I don't care if it's 10 or 25. That's a long ways to run. <laughs> you walk three kilometers. Can you imagine running 10? You will one day. I ran three miles. Actually, the first time I ran with my boys, they ran one mile to a spot, turned around. I ran 400 yards, started walking. I crossed the road, was huffing and puffing. I ran another 50 yards. I looked up, and I saw they had turned around. And I thought, good, I'm turning around. And I turned around. They passed me on the way back. I have two sons. One son left me in the dust. The other son felt compassion for his dad. <laughs> I want to give you some thoughts here from this passage. The first thing I want you to see in verse 41 is you need to declare it. You need to declare it. What has God said to you? What has God said to you? Write it down. Don't let this moment miss you because right now this is prophetic for you. What has God said to you? You need to declare it. You say, well, we'll never get pregnant. What did God say? He said, you'll be blessed and you'll have children. Therefore, you will be blessed. My wife is healed. Because God's word says it, so I believe it, and I will declare it. And I am speaking something that is nothing into existence. Because when you read about faith, faith is speaking something that which is not as though it is. And we got to quit speaking something that's not as though it's not. And we got to speak something that's not as though it is. 
I don't have. Get that out of your vocabulary and say, I will have. Declare it. I'm going to go through this quick. Pastor Daniel chuckled. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Sound is a result. Sound is a result. Sometimes actions happen, but sound comes from something. Think about this. I'm here to tell you, I hear the abundance and the sound of rain. I'm here to tell you, God already spoke it. And now the sound waves, the sine and the cosine waves, I'm getting mathy on you, are coming. It's spoken. When, when something is spoken, sound waves go. Sound does not just happen. So when he, he, when he said, I hear the sound, I want you to say, I want you to see that he actually saw what God had said already. Can you see what is not happening yet? Can you hear? My son Justin has a prophetic word. I'm going to give him a few minutes at the end of the sermon because it is going to pow you. And you're going to walk out of here today with a greater faith and expectation of what God has. The first thing, declare it. Sound is an effect. It's from a cause. God spoke it. God caused it. It was spoken over you. It was declared. It was set in motion. Elijah could declare it because God said it. You can declare it because God said it. You can declare it because God did it. You can declare it because his word stands behind it. Are you picking up what I'm throwing out at you? Second thing I want you to see is he makes the declaration. Ahab goes to drink and eat. Elijah goes to pray. <laughs> I'm making some declarations. Today, I'm going to be praying. Because I'm making some wild declarations. And unless God shows up, come on. Elijah says it's going to rain. And his buddy, his servant, hasn't even checked yet. But Elijah knows, you know what, it hasn't happened. God said it. And I'm going to have this guy check. Can you imagine how demoralizing it is when somebody comes to you and says nothing's happening and they tell you that seven times or six times? I mean, the servant, can you imagine the guy saying, no, it's going to happen. Just go check again. He walks out that room and he's probably going, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord, help me, Lord. So when you declare it, follow that up with praying it. When we have our pursue night, God's doing something, but we're going to also bathe it in prayer. We're going to bathe it in prayer. We're going to be known as a house that prays God's will. And I'm going to tell you, don't just come that Sunday evening to pray. 
pray ahead of time. In fact, fast ahead of time. I had two goods, and it come on. I'll say it again. Don't just pray fast ahead of time. If you want to see something crazy happen, you got to do something crazy. Fasting is not fast. It's slow. Man, everything smells so much good when you fast. He makes a declaration. After you declare it, pray it through. Follow through is extremely important. If you talk to a good friend, Harry, and you ask him about his golf game, he'll tell you the point of contact isn't just enough, but the follow through is important. Is that right, Harry? Because I can hit a golf ball, and if I hit it like this, that's one thing. But if I hit it and I swing like that, I'll put a spin on it, and the follow-through is just as important as the hitting. And sometimes we think, oh, the point of contact is enough. I'm here to tell you, no, follow through. Don't just declare it and make that point of contact. Now follow it through and pray it through. Make a declaration so wild, so large, so incredible that the only thing you can do after you say it is pray it. Like, don't make a declaration like, you know what? It's going to hit 12 o'clock today and we're going to have lunch. (laughs) Make a declaration that is like, the only way this is going to happen is if God Almighty does something crazy. I mean, don't make a declaration you can do. Make a declaration he can do. And then, pray. I'm making declarations over you. Financially. Don't sweat it. Don't sweat it. Man, that's hard for me to say. And I know some things. There's other people here I don't know all the details. Pastor Sean. Provision. Anointing. Increase. You're going to see it. It's going to fall on your lap. Jordan Josiah. You're going to walk into Nanaimo and you're going to see things in the spirit realm you've never seen before. And you're going to be like, whoa, what's happening? God's going to speak to you. And it's going to be like somebody rips open a page and you're going to get all these crazy ideas. They're not crazy. They're God ideas. And what you two need to do is speak it and pray over it. And like I told you, I am prepared to come to Nanaimo. I won't swim. I'll take the ferry. But I'm prepared to come to Nanaimo and spend an evening with you on a regular basis. You're not alone. And you might find yourself doing something you never expected. I barely heard that, but everybody else thought it was good. (laughs) After you pray it, follow through. The next thing he says, he tells his servant to look for it. You've got to see it. And you've got to see it before you see it. You've got to speak it before you see it. You've got to see what God's going to do before he does it. A person of faith doesn't speak what is. A person of faith speaks what is not as though it is. Can you imagine going into your office and speaking faith that's something that is not as though it is? 
Look at somebody in the eye and speak faith into them and watch them get a backbone. Watch them stand up straight. Watch them get encouraged. Watch them move forward. Declare it. Pray it. See it. Don't get moved when they say there's nothing. I've sat in a doctor's office. I've had a piece of paper in front of me, slid in front of me. That may be a condition, but that's not the truth and the reality of my God. People may have come to you and said this. People may have slid a piece of paper. People may have declared something over you, but I'm here to tell you that you are a child of the king. And you have the kingdom behind you, in you, on you, around you, and that's what you operate in. Quit living at the level what other people say and start living at the level that God says. Declare it. Let others see it. Elijah prayed, but he sent his servant to see. Let other people be a part of it. Stretch them. Shane, can you see it yet? Now you can. He put on his glasses. You're going to see more. You're going to wake up in the morning and you're going to see things you've never saw before. You're going to interact with people and God's going to open your eyes and you're going to see things that are happening in them that it's like, whoa, what's going on? Is it the paint? No, it's not the paint. It's God. See it. Expect it. Bring other people to the party. The next thing he tells Ahab is prepare your chart, your chariot. You've got to prepare for the rain. You've got to prepare for the rain. You've got to prepare for the rain. Prepare, prepare, prepare. Pick out colors. Pick out colors. Pick out names. Pick out holidays. Don't just look at the two of you. Pick out, this is what our family's going to do. Prepare for it. I'm going to say this, and you can believe me, I'm going to pray. Because I've just said something that only God can do. But I don't say it lightly. Prepare for it. Think like it. So many people, people ask God for a blessing. A blessing comes and they're not prepared for it. And we miss opportunities because we didn't prepare for it. If you want to get a promotion in work, are you preparing for that promotion? Or do you think one morning you're going to wake up bring your head off the pillow and there's going to be this flash in the sky that says you're getting promoted. No, you show up early. You stay late. You give sweat. You have your knuckles get bruised. You do things other people won't do because you're preparing for the moment when they say, you're ready, take the next step. And you say, yeah, I'm there already. Prepare for it because otherwise you will miss it. Preparation is huge. It takes more work to handle success than it does to stay where you are. 
we planted a garden. The thing, oh my Lord, we got, my daughter's got vision. She's already looking at next year. We have got so much in there. And what I have learned is it's one thing to plant a seed. It's another thing to harvest. I mean, we got pumpkins. We got squash. We had peas. We had corn last night. I walk in there and I grab blackberries, cherry tomatoes. I mean, it's like we've actually had meals where there's only been one item on the menu that wasn't from our garden. That was meat because we can't grow the meat in our garden. We'll grow it in the pasture. We tried to plant a row of pork chops. It didn't happen. <laughs> Prepare for it. Start to plan and do as if it's already there. That's a word of wisdom for you. If you want to live there, start living there. Now, I'm not saying you start spending your money that you don't have as if you're there but start living there. As a church, I don't look at it as a church of 100. I look at it as a church of 250. And the way I want to behave is as a church of 250 because when we get there, I'm going to be thinking a church of 500 because you only rise to the level that you think. So if I think this is a church of 100, you know what? I'm going to have no vision and no understanding and no passion to go to 120 or 150 or 200 but this is a church of 250 minimum. I'm already thinking, what's it going to look like to have multiple services? Am I going to preach the same sermon or am I going to preach two? Are we going to have the same worship team? We're going to have different. Are we going to have a Saturday night and a Sunday morning or two Sunday mornings? I, I, you've got to start preparing for where you're going. God will give you, okay, and then, and then he, he tells him not only to prepare for it, but then he says, get ahead of it. Get ahead of it. Position yourself. I'm here to tell you it's going to rain. What is it going to happen when you get the finances? Do you have a written plan? There used to be a song a couple of years ago. I won't tell you the artist's name because it's really a silly artist's name, but the, name, the song was, if I had a million dollars, I'd buy myself, a, and, they, and they had all these things they do. What would you do if you got a million dollars? You say, well, I don't know. Well, start dreaming. I need more than a million. I'm just letting you know. I need more than a million. Get a system ready. Prepare a system for the rain. Management system, distribution system, harvesting system, replenishing system. Get ready because it's going to rain. The last thing I want you to see is the last verse. Elijah outruns Ahab. I'm here to tell you, run for it. Expect supernatural things to happen to you. Expect divine health. Expect uncommon favor. Expect supernatural provision. Expect crazy favor. Expect health. Expect... Ex 
I'm believing I'm going to walk into a room of pastors and they're going to go, whoo, something just happened. Somebody just walked in here. And I'm not trying to blow my own horn. But I want people to know there's a presence of God that comes around me and is on me. And when I make an entrance, even into a room where other pastors are, they go, oh, there's an anointing here that I don't have. Because I notice it when other people come around. Can you imagine walking into your office and all of a sudden people just, ooh. They might smell it. They might see it. They might recognize it. You have something. And it is so amazing, it runs faster than a chariot of horses. Divine strength. Run for it. Your life reflects where you live and what you believe. I'm going to drop something here. Don't get offended. If you're not living the supernatural, are you believing it? It challenges me. Because quite often we live what we believe. So if you're always talking poverty, that might be because that's what you believe. I'm here to tell you, I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. I hear the sound of an abundance of rain. Justin, would you come up, bring my phone with you? You have the prophetic word on there or your phone. Just come up here. If you need a touch from God, if you say, man, it's been three years, come, come forward right now because God's going to do something. If you look out and you say, there's nothing, you're a candidate to receive. So I want to encourage you, just come forward right now. If you are looking at something and you say, I can't see it, this message is for you. If you're standing there going, I've been beat up, I've been this, I've been that, it's been famine, this message is for you. This is, this is a prophetic word for you. Now I've shared what God gave me, I'm just going to ask my son Justin to speak it over all of you. And what I'd like you to do is just open your hands very simply as if to receive. You can close your eyes, but just listen to what God gave him, and then once he's done, I'm just going to pray over you. The first thing I saw during worship was there was a, a giant pot that like you know if uh, you'd bake like stew or soup in and it was it was above the stage and it was just being stirred and it was just being stirred during worship and it was almost like the 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 the, the thing that was in the pot was bubbling up as we were worshiping and it was like that was that was heating up the pot and it was it was so full that things were starting to drip over and it was just getting ready to to overflow and pour down what was in the pot the second thing i saw was i saw this this bay, and there was a, 
was completely calm. The water was just completely calm. There was no waves. It was just calm. There was no, no clouds in the sky. It was a beautiful blue sky, but it was just stale. All the air, the air was just stale around there. There was no movement. And then off in the distance, there was like this line in the water. And on the other side of the line were these dark, dark storm clouds that was carrying rain. And normally rain is, is a bad thing, or a storm is a bad thing, because usually it means distress, but this was a good storm. This was bringing life, it was bringing movement, it was bringing, it was just bringing sustenance to this bay that was, that was just stale and there was nothing growing. And uh, I felt like God was just saying that there's something coming. There's something that's being stirred up. There's something that's being moved, that, that's happening in the spirit, that's getting ready to come. That it's, that it's almost there, that it can barely carry itself. And then when it's released, it's going to be this outpouring that's going to completely drench and completely take over. That it's going to completely change the atmosphere of your life. Just stay here with your arms open to receive. Let his rain fall on you. I see rain. I see rain. I was handed this note. And I agree with it. Let's pray for literal rain in our province. It was declared a state of emergency. <laughs> Have you had a state of emergency declared at your house? Lord, I speak rain over this province, not thunder and lightning that will be damaging, but rain that will just amaze the forecasters and all the weathermen that they say, we don't know what happened, but rain happened. Because, Lord, if we don't declare it, they're not going to declare it, and they're asking for it, and we know the one to ask and to speak into it. So, Lord, we stand in the gap where the world is looking for an answer. We know the answer, and we speak that answer. Let it rain. Lord, and as you do it naturally, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. I hear the sound of rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Oh, a deluge. Get your bathing suit on. It's going to rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Oh, amaze him with rain. Let it rain. Oh, a good rain. A fun rain. Plan for it. Get ready for it. It's coming. Structure, systems, let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Let it rain. Oh, not just a little bit. Lord, more. Lord, amaze them. Shock them. Let it rain. Lord, I speak the impossible as though it's possible because it is possible. I speak rain. I hear the sound of rain. I hear the sound of rain. Prepare for it. Plan for it. Rain. Thank you, Jesus. I see the rain. Oh, Lord, let your rain come. Let your rain come. 
Oh, just ask him for his rain. Lord, pour out your rain. Lord, anointing. Lord, anointing, anointing, anointing. Lord, let him see impossible. Let him think things that nobody else thinks of and give him amazing wisdom and understanding. Rain, rain, rain. Power, power, anointing. Increase. That thing that's impossible is actually possible. Let it rain. Oh, laughter and joy. Let it rain. Miracle. Miracles. Let it rain. Let it rain. Bless these hands. Oh, Lord, let them be supernatural hands. Bless them. Let it rain. Hallelujah. Oh, let it rain. Oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Oh, yes, Lord. Let it rain. Oh, let it rain. Oh, let it rain. Oh, get ready to receive. Oh, let it rain. Let it rain. Oh, let it rain. It's not over. It's not over. It's got rain coming. There's rain coming. More than you could expect. More than you need. It would overtake you. So get going. Get ready. There's rain coming. Get in your chariots and get ahead of it because there's rain coming. Holy Spirit, seal this word. Seal this word. Because you are the spirit of promise. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. We're dismissed, but I want the music to play. I just feel this.